0: Welcome to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast, the show where we discuss what it takes to create a sustainable long-term online business in today's fast-moving environment. We talk with industry experts and freelancers alike to find out what it takes to build and manage a location-independent business
1: hello and welcome to another episode of the digital nomad cafe podcast if this is your first time listening this is a show where we have honest and transparent conversations around building and managing an online business scaling your agency freelancing and remote work new episodes are available via your favorite podcast player through itunes spotify stitcher or you can sign up at digitalnomadcafe.com in today's episode i'm talking about robin women he's based in sweden he runs an agency has a couple of authority websites Robin, thank you for joining me.
0: Thank you for having me, man. Nice to be here.
1: Yeah, look, uh, let's be honest there. We had a bit of a mess up with the with the recording, so we're jumping back in for take two, but that was completely my fault. Look, these things happen. Um, I, I often talk about it on Instagram stories because you, you only ever see the polished perfect product of what people put out online but sometimes yeah mistakes happen and and <laughs> and these these things uh, can go a little bit astray so i apologize to you but um for our listeners um yeah so, so let, let's get cracking so robin you basically you run an agency yep and you also build authority sites so we met through what's called um, authorityhacker.com's coms. Uh, paid group i guess like we both bought their course authority hacker pro and that's where we met i seen robin in there answering people's questions and um, just giving valuable advice because you know you get every scale of, of person in there from an absolute beginner right up to you know people who run agencies and who, who flip big websites so it's it's quite a broad spectrum of people i feel in that group and it's just good to see somebody in there adding value being genuine and um, so yeah look i thought you'd be a good guest for that for the podcast Rob.
0: Cool. Thank you for having me again, and uh, it's. Uh, I, I look forward to to sharing some knowledge if I have, <laughs> if I can.
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely. So, look. Why don't you give us a bit of an intro to yourself, and um, you know, tell us about what it is that you do.
0: Sure. So uh, I started. Uh, my name is Robin, and I'm from Sweden, and I've been doing like online work for since about 2015 or so, uh, and I started out doing uh, Fiverr. You know, the freelancing the freelancing website where you can pay like five dollars for a gig. And uh, I started doing translation from Swedish to English or uh, English to Swedish. And uh, uh, it was the first time that I did an online, like something online that actually made any money. So uh, that was was my, uh, I don't know, you could say the first time I actually uh, understood that, okay, there is money to be made uh, if you're willing to work for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Fiverr.com, for those of you who don't know, is like a services marketplace where you can, well, you used to be able to get people to pay. Uh, you paid them a Fiverr and they did something for you like when Robin was on there. But I feel like Fiverr has changed and evolved a lot more and it's rare that you would pay a fiver for oh, yeah. <laughs> anything on there these days. <laughs> it's just appropriately named. But I mean, I use Fiverr all the time, the graphics for the podcast, um, the intro for the podcast. You know, Often if I want somebody to scrape, data or something like that i I tend to go to fiverr over upwork um just i I feel like the reviews there seem to hold people accountable far more than you know on upwork people can have good reviews but still deliver very poor work in my experience so um yeah we're we're on fiverr it's a bit more yeah like if people have good reviews they tend to be really good and they have this big timer on delivering their projects and you know they have to really explain themselves if they're going over so i feel that as somebody when you're hiring um, it's yeah, it's a better experience overall these days, anyway. So sweet. So look, you got started off by, um, fr- basically transcribing and translating on um, Fiverr. So what? Wh- where did you pro- pro- progress from there? Because that's you know that's a service based business. Um, you know, what was the next thing that you did?
0: Yeah. So so I um after I did the freelancing stuff, like when you do freelancing for five dollars, I translate about hundred words uh for e- for each five dollar. And there needs to be. You need to. You're, it it can, comes a time when you look for. You know how can I scale this or how can I make more money with with the time that I have or you know selling a product or something like that. So I started searching or googling for uh, for things like passive income online, uh, making money online, and uh, and uh, how to build a business online. And I stumbled upon the blog. Uh, you probably heard it. It's uh, smart passive income. But, uh, smart smart passive income.
1: Yeah, Mr. Pat Flynn, where everybody cuts their teeth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the first yeah, person you exactly. meet,
1: he's like the gatekeeper.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly right. He's like the door. He's the man in the door when you go into online business. He's the per- first person you meet. So, and he's uh it's a it's actually a, a perfect place to go if you're a complete beginner. He has a an outstanding blog uh, podcast that I listened to about like 150 episodes. Took a lot of notes and then i found i tried a lot of things that he did you know like email marketing uh building like trying to build communities trying to build subscribers uh, to different products stuff like that and uh, i eventually ended up with like affiliate marketing which i i found was you know my cup of tea and uh, and uh, yeah then i and then i built a couple of sites which all failed <laughs> and uh, in two, 2016 i think it was they released the uh, authority uh uh the Authority Hacker of course. I don't know what the name is. Tass, you know.
1: Yeah, the Authority Site System. I believe. Oh yeah, it? thanks. Yeah, man. so thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, and I like. I guess for for anybody listening, if it's your first time to hear about them, it's not about hacking websites. <laughs> it's about you know it. it it's very in depth um, about how to build an authority website. So I guess just a, a quick synopsis of that would be like you know an example could be a website that um you know. So let's say you did a vegan protein website and you just did all, you know, you wrote tons of articles based on keyword research about vegan protein, benefits of vegan protein, best BCAA protein for vegans, all this sort of content. And you link out to there to another website where they would complete the purchase. So you don't need to deal with customer service. You don't need to deal with fulfilling the products. You're just, you're an affiliate. So you're the person that they hit when they Google search and then you link out to the place where they would purchase the product. And... Yeah, I mean, a lot of people do it for Amazon um, when they start out, but, um, you know, as you progress, you probably move away from being an affiliate for Amazon. I personally am quite annoyed with Amazon (laughs) this year because, I don't know, they, they did a bunch of changes and they keep reducing the affiliate commission and it's a tiny cookie period. It's only 24 hours, so. A lot of people start off by b- building authority websites and sending traffic then to Amazon, but I guess as you evolve and progress, you might um, look for alternatives. Uh, what's, what's been your experience, Roman?
0: So, yeah, so I mean, you could say that if you if you would call it like an Amazon affiliate site, that's I, I've heard the term a lot on the online, and uh, I, I don't think it's wrong, but I think it's a uh, it's not inherently a good business model. You know, if you only build your website and you rely on Amazon for commissions. Uh, Solely, uh, you th- I I need uh, you need some sort of uh, income stream that comes from other places. You know? Diversify your your income.
1: Absolutely, and and I guess that's where both of us are kind of similar in that we we've offered services, um, you know, digital marketing services because we're involved in it. Be that web design, SEO, things like that. I personally have done. I've offered services to then pay for my affiliate marketing quests, <laughs> if you will, you know, because it costs, there's a lot of money. There's a lot of costs, you know, you, you got, you've got tools, you've got freelancers, you've got content, you've got web design, you got graphics, you know, like you can't do everything yourself and SEO outreach link building. There's so many components, I guess. And yes, you can do it by yourself if you just focus on one site and, and, you know, give yourself 18 months, two years and really dig into it. But, I guess just for myself, I try more of a. I try to do multiple things at once, and I want to just push them all out and see which works. So, what's what's is that why you offered the services because you had these skills and you also wanted to to scale your affiliate marketing business?
0: Yeah, basically. I mean, so when I the first thing that I did, like if we if we go back a bit in time, the first thing that I did uh, did for real was like building a website. And uh, when I did, I knew nothing. Like, I, I almost hardly knew WordPress. And I made this site. You know, you know. today you can build, like, a site with Elementor, uh, DV, Astra, you know, all these kind of page builders. And it was, like, a couple of years ago, and page builders hadn't been, uh, you know, finding their way to the market yet. Uh, and I think, after, like, I started, you know, trying to learn. Or I learned uh, HTML and CSS so I could build the landing pages you know with code and you know short code stuff like that. it was a mess <laughs> it was a headache you know and uh it was this was actually in uh wearable you know wearable tech like uh smart watches, stuff like that and this was when wearable tech uh, just got like their the trend started to come so i was the niche was really good you know i was in i was in uh, accordance with the niche and i had a, a lot of good keywords and uh and all that, but I didn't know how to build a site, and I think that was, looking back, I think it was like an excuse for me, you know, not to really go for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard, it's a lot easier now, Um, but back, like you're saying, back, you know, even when I I got started around the same, around 2012, I mean, there wasn't really as many page builders, and uh, nowadays, all you need is Elementor and Astra theme, or Elementor even come out with their own... Excuse me, their own team recently to, to help. These are drag and drop page builders for anybody listening. Like anybody can build a website nowadays that looks good, super easy. You know, and you can just Google. You know, there's marketplaces where you can just buy templates and and plug and play. You know, like it's it's really it's a lot easier now than it was then. But cool. So 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 when you did the wearable tech, you got into it. You know what happened with that website? Did did it did it work out for you, or did you? You know, did, did it not? I appreciate your honesty, you know, because it's, it's important for people to hear that, you know, not every project works out. I have a <laughs> I have a bucket full of projects that didn't work out there behind me, but it doesn't mean that I'm not good at what I do or anything. It just means that wasn't the right thing, you know, and you learn and you move on to the next project.
0: Yeah. No, so the, the plan <clears throat> for the Wearable Tech uh, site was to, um, I looked up a lot of keywords, and basically, what I, I I used Longtail Pro. It's a key uh, back then. It was a long. Uh, it's a keyword uh, research tool that, like, they they scale the difficulty to rank for that keyword on their own. So they have like a, their own algorithm to to uh, scale the keywords difficulty from zero to hundred, with hundred being the most difficult. Uh, so I look for keywords that had a, had a fairly low uh, keyword difficulty. And but still had like a search volume of around hundred or or above so I had a lot of keywords a lot of uh, search queries that people were looking for and uh, I built I wrote a lot of um, articles so I built like a hub let's say that I built a hub article which was like the best wearable tech for runners and then I had like uh, a, a huge buying guide, which is basically what you do today a huge buying guide for all that kind of wearable tech with the, for the runners and then i did like individual reviews of each product that goes into that hub and then i built like a silo so i built a silo without even knowing it myself and uh so the site structure and everything like that like that was is fairly good what failed me was that i never first of all i never built any links to it so uh i kind of like you know six months into it i had i had some traffic but I think that I was impatient and I expected it to be quicker. And uh, so I kind of bailed on it, you know, and I didn't do any work for it. And then it just failed.
1: Yeah. And and look for anybody who is listening, who who wants to build authority sites. And I mean, even I'm guilty of exactly what you're talking about, because content is something you can do today and you can put it up there, you know, like whereas the building links is a little bit trickier and it's more difficult and it can be boring and time consuming. And if you don't have systems in place to do it, It's hard, you know, like at the beginning, it's a little bit hard, you know, let's, let's not lie. Let's not lie and sugarcoat it. It's a lot of email and outreach, you know, getting rejected. People saying, Oh yeah, it's a hundred quid for a link on our website. It's a lot of that, you know, and it's about navigating through that and, and trying to set up. Trying to build systems and, and even a little mini team or, or, you know, the right people to outsource to, if possible, to to help with some of these steps. Like maybe somebody does some of the research for you and somebody else does a bit of the outreach for you. And I mean, I've personally found that that's the only way to to do that at scale, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And um, yeah, so, so look... Uh, with, so building links was essentially the core thing there that, that needed to happen and uh, i guess it didn't so did you leave that project off and move on to something else then
0: yeah i did so i built uh, i actually bought a site from it's called human proof design i think uh, i don't remember the guy who's running it uh, but it's um, it's actually a good product you know you buy these kind of like sorry, you buy these kind of uh, finished sites. So it's uh, like you buy into a niche. So they have a niche for you and uh, they do the research and then you pay them like, I don't know, $300, I think it was. And then you get the site with like a, with the main page and you have like a couple of reviews on it. Everything's done for you. And then you just kind of get like a list of keywords and then you can build on that later.
1: Oh, okay. So they kind of give you, uh, like they've done a lot downloaded- of the, the, the the work up front if you will like put together a bit of a site bit of a structure a few articles couple of plugins and, and you just take it over from there and do your thing with it is it
0: pretty much yeah so so um i mean it's uh, the the service is good and yeah you, you get what you pay for so so uh, it's like three hundred dollars i mean for for those who doesn't know the price range of the website so if you if i sell a website through my agency and it's just a it's just a framework, you know. It's it doesn't have any content on it. It's just like the pages, about pages, and the design and everything like that. They can they can usually go for around uh, three to four thousand dollars if it's just a framework. So
1: yeah, absolutely, and I agree with you. And if you're running an agency, you, you know, you need to be in those sort of price ranges to make it viable. You know. Um, Absolutely. So, look, let's let's kind of switch the topic there, like into the agency, because I know a lot of people listening are, are freelancers and agency owners. So, um, you know, can we just talk a little bit about so your agency? And I know you're going to undergo a rebrand, but at the minute it's called Firefly Studio, but that's F Y R E F L Y dot S E. So you're based in Sweden. So I imagine you serve Swedish clients predominantly. Is it so?
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's what we do. So we have we have a couple of uh, clients in uh, UK actually, and uh, some in Germany. But um, we do we deal with those clients uh, on a mail or uh, you know chat basis. We don't deal with them on the website itself because the website is in Swedish.
1: And so you you know this is a a relatively new agency in terms of you, you've only you've been up and running just under a year. Did you say with with a friend of yours or a partner?
0: Yeah, so uh, one of my best friends from uh, you know when we were kids, he's a web developer and uh, an excellent guy when it comes to tech and IT and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm uh, I know how to build websites obviously, but but I don't know it's as well as he do so uh, or as well as he does. And I um, so I'm I'm focusing more on the sale sale kind of things.
1: Perfect. And it, like it's a beautiful website. It's the first thing I noticed. It loaded in about half a second flat. <laughs> So he's clearly got a he's clearly good at oh, what he yeah, does, um. Because it was like, and it's in Sweden, so there's no way I have any cash at that happening, you know. But um, no, it's 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 a bu- it's a beautiful website, and so in in terms of getting sales and, and getting clients, what is it that you do to to grow the business?
0: Okay, so we're we've been uh, up and running since uh, last uh, November last year in 2018. Uh, so we are still trying to you know figure out the ways what what works best but um, so let me just explain to you how when a client comes in how that works or when a lead comes in so I'm the sales guy right so I sell so I try to sell and I I get the lead and when I get the lead I I build a project around it like what are the expectations uh, with the client what metrics will they uh, evaluate us on and, uh, and what do they really want? Like if they say, hey, we want to redesign of our website. Okay, what does that mean? You know, like, do you only want us to redesign the website or what do you want? Like, why would you want to re- redesign your website? So when we have all those kind of things uh, in a package, uh, we, we sign a deal, they pay us even uh, either a deposit or everything upfront. And then I deliver that project to my partner who is going to take care of all the like technical details and the actual development?
1: Perfect. And and is he the person who will be in contact with the client during the project, or do you have somebody else in in the middle communicating with the actual clients and the developer?
0: Well, uh, a little bit of both. It depends on the on the query from the client, but usually uh, he deals with the technical stuff, and I deal with more like you know the time aspect of the project.
1: No worries, and and have you found so when when you are talking about getting leads, um, you know what is it that you do? Do, do you run Facebook ads? Do you go to B and I meetings? Like, what's what's been you know what's worked for you?
0: Yeah, so we do a little bit, of, little bit of everything. So, which is not something that I recommend going uh, on the long term, but because you need to focus on the things that works. But to find out what works, you need to try a lot of things, if that makes sense. So the first, uh, the first thing I, that I did actually was to go on a meetup. Uh, There is an app called, uh, it's actually called Meetup. Uh, They have a lot of like business meetups and, you know, people meeting up with people with different interests meeting up at a certain location at a certain time. So I've been to a lot of like uh, business meetups, a lot of uh, niche meetups and uh, meeting a lot of people, you know, just trying to be, you know, be a friendly guy, not really selling them anything. Just like, you know, uh, I talked to, I talked to a guy who was running a, a, a business consultancy and he was like just starting out and he was building a website and we talked about it. And I said, Hey, have you tried doing this? You know, I gave him some tips and he was like, yeah, I don't know how to do it. And I told him that I can do it for you and we can, we can have a chat and we can look at it. You know, I didn't sell him at it. I didn't say like, Hey, uh, this is what you have to pay or this is, I run a business or blah, blah, blah. I just told him that, Hey, if you want to, uh, we can take a look at it together. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You're offering value upfront.
0: Yeah. So he's like, yeah, sure. And uh, we looked at it, and then he he asked me like, hey, do you do you do this yourself? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I run an agency. If you want to, we can set up a deal, and I can do this for you. So, uh, and then you just ask him for basically you ask him for the money, not upfront, but as soon as you have a deal, you ask him to pay because you want you want to get paid as soon as possible
1: yeah absolutely and and having experience running my own agency and and building web projects for years now, I find that one of the like the pricing structure of building websites is always a bit of a funny one um you know how much do you take up front like sometimes if you take fifty percent up front fifty on the delivery, that delivery payment can be quite a few weeks over over you know wait when the website's finished. so how do you handle how do you navigate that side of it
0: so usually we try to take fifty percent up front. Uh, because if they have a deposit, it means that they have stake in the game other than their time. And, uh, and well, I mean, every client is different. So I try to not kind of systematize it. I try to be more like, you know, this is a person that I'm talking to and how would, how would they want this to, to work out? So if they, if they tell me like, hey, I can't pay you now because we have a policy in my company and we only pay every 30 days or whatever. I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay, we can work that out, you know? but but
1: absolutely and bigger companies tend to to operate like that
0: yeah so i mean i'm a we're i'm a small player so it's just like you know i got to do with do what they say but i'm trying to get paid up front that's usually what i do.
1: absolutely in, in episode 2 with uh jonathan from seobutler.com we we had a good chat about this where he he was talking about kind of that transition from serving let's say smaller local businesses to these bigger corporate clients and, and where, you know, it can ruin an agency if you don't have the cash flow in place. Like if you're delivering on a big SEO campaign and you're not going to get paid for, for 60, 90 days, and you still need to pay, you know, all your team and all your staff and you need to deliver on that SEO. So you might be a couple of thousand in the hole before you actually get your invoice paid from that large company. but that's how they work, <laughs> essentially, you know, like they don't override their financial payment structure for you, the agency delivering on the SEO, like you have to be in a position and this can cripple people because if you've got two or three projects on and, you know, you've got to pay all your team to do all their work, you know, you, you can find yourself quick, you know, in trouble quickly, essentially, if tax comes around or something like that, if, if all your ducks aren't in a row. So this is definitely something that's come up before with regards to working with larger clients and, and just um yeah, be you got to be good with managing your cash flow as an agency, so you don't, um, so you don't find yourself in those situations.
0: For sure. I mean, uh, it's like if you, I mean, we don't, we are not really that cost uh, intense. So if we don't like, if if I wouldn't sell anything for for thirty days, just let's say, uh, it, it doesn't mean that we are on our knees, but we would still like it would, we still have you know costs every month. So it would, it would, we would feel it.
1: Of course. And can we just talk a little bit to, you know, scaling the team and, and man, you know, working with, with freelancers? Like, how, how does that look for you? Do you have, you know, do you work with freelancers from all over the world? Where did you find them?
0: Sure. So um de- depends, on, depends on what business we're looking at. So if we're looking at my websites, my, like my own my own company where it was just me and, and uh, building authority sites, then I work with freelancers from either, uh, it's called uh, iWriter, broker. Uh, for for writing content and then upwork and fiverr for like you know design things design elements uh text stuff like that or like content in general but uh nowadays when i work with uh, my business partner uh, i can have him i can like kind of sell you know or buy services from him you know uh, there are more developments
1: oh that, that's fair enough so and and he he would tackle on the agency side, you know, like he would manage those projects. Um, whereas your own authority sites and projects like that, you would you would more, you know, you kind of outsource that sort of content. Is that it? Awesome. And and then with regards to the SEO, uh, so who who or how do you manage that? Is it yourself who, who gets in, involved in it, or do you have to work with freelancers? What how does that work? No,
0: it's basically me, hundred uh, percent, because I've been doing the SEO thing for websites like since two thousand fifteen or so. Uh, mind you, starting out, well, I was I was uh, I was bad, you know. <laughs> I didn't know anything, but you know, as you as you try things, I, I think that's that's a general thing with SEO. Like it, to really learn how to do it properly, you have to actually trial. You have to trial and error. You know? It's like you can't read it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can't, yeah, reading about it won't do anything because it changes all the time. I mean, I'm only working online, like, I don't know how many years, seven, eight years. And I mean, it's changed massively even in that time. When I very, very, very first started, I remember having a niche website after reading niche pursuits about laptop backpacks. And I built this Amazon affiliate site about laptop backpacks and I loaded up, it was called GSA Search Engine Ranker, which was this Link blasting tool like the most black hat (laughs) of black hat stuff you can do, and I had a article spinner, and I kind of remember this other thing, magic something or other, and and basically like these things just go out and scrape the internet and comment on blogs and like and like the crack is it worked, you know, like it, it ranked this website and I started making Amazon affiliate commissions, and then one day Google comes along and goes update. Boom, you know, in the hole. And you're like, oh, OK, so that's not the way to do it. But I learned a lot by going through the process, you know, and, and then slowly but surely, I, I leaned more towards what we call white hat, um, you know, white white hat SEO. Uh it, just, I mean, look, it's hard to say because at the end of the day, acquiring links under any circumstances, technically, according to Google's terms of service, is not what you're meant to do. So even white hat is gray in Google's eyes. But, you know, I'm a big advocate for like, who's the Google police, you know? Like, <laughs> no, you're just doing what, yeah, no, you I, do, if they don't tell I, you what's okay, then you just go out there and do what you think is okay based on the information that's out there at that time. And yeah. if you're trying to build long-term assets, of course, you'll do... You know, le- less aggressive, but um, more real, if you will, link building processes, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I try to think like if I say that you're we're talking about content and if everybody says like, hey, you've got to write quality content and content is king and stuff like that. And I think it's a that's a subject matter, you know, it's like it's, it's subjectively um, it, it depends on who you're asking. <laughs> That's True. what i'm saying you know yeah, absolutely well like, quali- what is quality content so what what i when i uh uh well, what i think is quality content is like if i was if i was a customer you know i try to think about the customer first so I, if i was look, re- going to this blog and i was reading this article would i find it not being the one who wrote it would i be like would i trust this you know would this be something that i would call quality and if the answer is not immediately yes uh then uh, it's not, you
1: know. Yeah, absolutely, and I guess websites, it, like you're saying, probably due to this evolution of of better page builders, better teams over the last five five seven years, websites are more dynamic now, and people expect them to be easier and have these tables of contents and these tables, and you know, you know, people come to expect that sort of stuff from, um, you know, these review style websites and stuff. You know, it's not like it was before with just ugly. You know just HTML and text links, you know. Um, yeah, it, it's evolved, I guess, and, and people want more dynamic content. Be, and and because more and more websites are becoming more dynamic, they become used to it, you know. That's I agree, that's yeah. kind of how it works. And um, same as Amazon conditions here for next day delivery, <laughs> you <know? Hell> yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. a normal e commerce store, uh, yeah, struggles with you know the costs involved. So, um, look, this, this is awesome. This has been some, some good insight. So, in, in terms of, um, mentorship and courses i know we, we've discussed the authority site system did you you know pay for any other mentorship or coaching or courses along the way
0: uh yeah i have like i bought a lot of courses in different for you know how to make money online stuff like that from uh, i i don't i hate to call people scammers so i won't i won't say they're scammers but people who are a bit shady you know who like they're not upfront with with what they're selling
1: for sure learn my lessons there too probably on it <laughs> Shiny,
0: shiny objects in Rome and, uh, you know, just like being impatient with the process. So it's like you try to cut corners and then you buy some expensive course and you're like, man, this is
1: garbage. Uh, look, and, and I appreciate Robin. I feel like we come from a very similar place because you know, I've I've made those mistakes myself, you know, jumping from you know, one thing to the next thing to the next thing. And I I finally found it just having that patience in in your process, even like you're talking about if you're building an agency, you know, you're not going to go from zero to, You know 50k a month next month you know it's just those things don't happen you have to progress towards it and be happy with the wins along the way and you know but always be trying to scale and optimize and i mean you hit on you're a big before the call you were talking about how you are big into big data and you know analyzing data and uh, optimizing business processes so i'm sure things like that are probably a bit more natural to you i guess
0: yeah maybe i don't know but but like if i was Okay, so so one thing that to give you some some sort of value here, <laughs> if I were if I were starting out today, and if, if something I wish I knew about like you know where to go and, and not to like spend all your money on different courses and stuff like that, there is a there is a forum or a, yeah it's a forum, it's called the Fast Lane uh, Millionaire, I think Fast Lane Millionaire Forum. It's uh, it's run by a guy who's called M J DeMarco. Who has written two books? One is the Fast Lane Millionaire and the other one is Unscripted. I can recommend both books, and the forum is great because it's free. And there are a lot of guys who are both millionaires who have sold businesses and retired with fat bank accounts. And there are noobs running around and everybody wants to learn and you know they share information. And so that's a great place to go. Uh, the other place is actually a less known, but it's on Reddit. There's a subreddit called Just Start. Uh, where people are building like amazon well i hate the term but amazon affiliate sites and uh, affiliate sites in general so they're they, it's like kind of like uh, the authority hacker uh community but on reddit so
1: Perfect. Well, I'll I'll make sure to link to the show of that over at digitalnomadcafe.com forward slash podcast. Uh, you'll find the episode here. It'll be episode twenty with Robin. Um, yeah, Red, look, honestly, Reddit never never would have thought to go looking on there, but people who love Reddit love it. <laughs> you know.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's a it's a great place. It's kind of the the atmosphere can be a bit harsh, but you know you get it. A-
1: yeah, I, the thing comes to mind, roast me. You know, where people go in and abuse me. I've seen that on the yeah. homepage a few times where it's like people, like they hold up this picture and it says roast me. And they're comments are yeah. ridiculous. But you'll always get a laugh out of it, you know. <laughs> it it's definitely funny but no look thank you for for those for that um for that value so you know for anybody listening this is where you go to interact and and to hopefully find answers to your questions and as we've mentioned these are free resources you don't need to pay anybody you don't need to to go um online um you, you know and, and that's important because you, you look people can jump from course to course to course i personally have decided that the authority site system and authority hacker is the only course i'm doing right now in terms of like for learning about online how to build a website online how to flip a website around my seo i'm narrowed in i'm focused i'm not doing anybody else's course i don't care who else is trying to sell me on authority sites yes you'll use other resources for you know like maybe you'll end up on bank backlink with regards to the skyscraper te- you know link building technique or you, you know you'll, you'll use other places as a resource but as far as a course goes I'm just following that, and if because there's no shiny object, there's no going and doing and drop shipping tomorrow, or you know, like it's just narrowing and and focus on this thing. And then for an agency or you know scaling a service business or an agency, you know that wouldn't be the course for that. Um, and if I was to do that, I would look for a different mentor. Um, in terms of growing your agency business, do you have mentor resources for that, or is it just kind of from your own experience?
0: no not really not online i have a couple of people you know who i met who i know uh in real life who yeah. um, who i who i can like you know call and and talk to but i mean in general i think that people have to ask themselves if you if you're a beginner you have to ask yourself why am i buying this course what is the reason like why can't i do this Without the course, you know, you, because that's what I found. Like, usually, I buy it because I'm I'm scared, or I have limiting beliefs, or I'm afraid of something. You know, I I don't really want to start this. I just want like it feels good to buy something and then just like hey, I'll do this someday. You know, but I think that if you if you take a step back and think think about why am I spending this money on a course from someone I don't I hardly know and uh, I don't even know if it's gonna help me. You know, usually you can do it all yourself by by youtube or or you know googling and you know just looking around i mean
1: that's it and listening to podcasts (laughs) yeah well you know i interview people who've done it already so (laughs) but that's part of it you know like there's nothing for sale here i ain't selling anybody anything yes i might link out to a couple of affiliate partners but like yeah you know uh, this is this is about because i'm passionate about this like i really am and i really want i really embrace remote work and you know just the ability to work remote is huge now, you know, like and five years ago it wasn't, whereas now it's it's normalized. You know, you there sitting in Sweden, kind of clients all over the world helping them with their, you know, web design and SEO, and it's just brilliant to see all this, you know. Um awesome. So look, if you were back at square one, started no clients, no sales, you know, but you were super interested in starting a run an online business, you know, what, what would you what would you do in that situation?
0: Probably look to start my own website. Because that's an asset that you own. You own the domain, and you you have the hosting and everything like that. You own the content, so nobody can take that away from you. But and then you can monetize it by different sources, your own products or whatever. But I was I would build my own website, and I would probably look at uh, the sources that I mentioned, like the Just Start subreddit, uh, the Fastlane forum, and then there is a there's another forum called Builder Society, which is pretty good. Uh, Look to those forums, you know. Just do the reading, and then join a lot of Facebook groups uh, where people build websites and uh, try to learn as much as possible. Um, uh, actually, Google <clears throat> Google has a lot of good courses on Google Academy and Google Garage uh, for like you know digital marketing and and businesses online. Uh, I would probably look at look at a couple of those and. Uh, you know, then it's just about, you know, what do I want to sell? If I want to sell a service, then it's just, just about, you know, going out, finding people. And you find people by, by you know, going out in the world. That sounds lame, but it's true. You know, you you call people and you look at, you know, LinkedIn. There's a lot of people on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, hook them up, talk to them, you know.
1: Absolutely. I guess what we're saying here and, and what we have to remember is, you know, it's a process. You know, there's no out the gate tomorrow with something that's going to replace, you know, a good paying job or you know even an entry-level job you have to put into work you have to build relationships you have to learn constantly be learning you know you got to be willing to constantly learn new skills you know the market changes in, in online marketing there's there's often you know just new skills to be learned to keep on top of things so um robin absolutely appreciate you coming on um and sharing your story so where can people find you on the web
0: so well so the best way to reach me is uh through uh, firefly.se uh, there's a contact form you can just contact me there uh, or uh, you can you can hook me up on on uh, my instagram it's r w i m a n uh, is the handle and that's you know that's usually where i spawn I, I you can you can email me if you want to and uh, the email is on uh, it's on the firefly.se website
1: Deadly. I'll make sure to link to this or link to those resources from everywhere that we've mentioned. Robin, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thanks very much for joining us.
0: Thank you for having me and thank you for taking the time. I'm, I'm grateful for this opportunity. Thanks.
1: No worries. Thank you. And thanks to all the listeners. Thank you for listening to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast.
0: Head over to the website to access the
1: resources and links mentioned in today's episode
0: at digitalnomadcafe.com.